Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Mind your business only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning, you're with Breakfast with Lindley and Ryan. Global warming has been at the centre stage of global climate talks. And with the push to better tackle the effects of climate change, public awareness has grown over the past decades. So Ryan, did you know that carbon dioxide can be recycled? I'm very curious about this. How does this exactly work? Well, one Canadian company is already working at converting carbon dioxide or CO2 emissions into materials that can be used to make cement and concrete stronger, as well as enhance other items like batteries and even pharmaceuticals. On the line with us today is Madison Sevelo, Chief of Staff at Carbon Upcycling Technologies, the company behind turning captured carbon into all of that. Welcome to the show, Madison. Hi, thanks for having me on. Thanks for joining us all the way from Calgary. Now, first of all, what's the rationale behind turning CO2 into material enhancers and not other products? Yeah, there's a lot of carbon utilization companies in the world that are changing CO2 into value-add products that you know, extend beyond just additives. In mm-hmm. our case, we're looking at our material in a holistic manner and how we can better upcycle waste materials to be enhancing of other materials. So most of our work right now is within the concrete sector where we have additives that improve the performance of the overall concrete through an additive mechanism. So the CO2 you use is actually captured carbon, right, from various sources. Which are the industries that you see produce the most carbon? Yeah, absolutely. We do capture our CO2 from a point source emission. Right now, we're based at a natural gas plant. So a lot of people conceptualize CO2 emissions with the energy sector, which is very true. Um, Obviously, transportation is another big space. But we're also tackling emissions from the concrete and cement sector. So that's the sector that is responsible for about 8% of global emissions. Uh, Another really hard to decarbonize sector is the steel industry. Uh, Mm. So we're also working with players in that space as well. Mm. Hey, Madison, I've got to get help to wrap my head around this, right? (laughs) I'm not very familiar with the entire industry around how concrete or cement is made. So by the time I see it, it's already on the wall. How do you convert carbon dioxide into the entire chain when it comes to the manufacturing of uh, the stuff, you're talking about concrete, cement, how does that play a part? Yeah, absolutely. So essentially how our technology works is we're taking CO2 from, say, a cement kiln, Mm. and we're storing that CO2 um, in a powder format. So we use Mm. industrial byproducts or natural poslins as a sequestration medium. And so we store that CO2 in that solid material, and then that is then added to a concrete mix. Um, or even a cement mix. So that's a little bit upstream from the the concrete sector. You're absolutely right, though. Most people don't really notice the concrete in the wall or the building. It's just kind of already there and and made when they're seeing it. So we're really breaking down the ingredients of the concrete mix to make it more sustainable. So are there any hidden environmental costs to carbon capture and storage as well? It's a good question. Um, I think a lot of people don't know the nuances of the sector. So there's carbon capture, there's carbon utilization, and there's carbon storage. A lot of times carbon storage is equated with enhanced oil recovery or storage underground, and that's where Mm. we get um, some of the misconceptions about how we're able to actually use the CO2 or store the CO2 at end of life. 
And for us, we're very focused on bringing new materials to the market. So doing that carbon utilization or conversion process where we can create a material that's then sold downstream. And that's really something that we're able to tackle that challenge or tackle those uh, hidden environmental costs Mm -hmm. just by creating more high performing materials, essentially. All right, Chair Medicine Savillo. She is the Chief of Staff at Carbon Upcycling Technologies. Now, Medicine, I'm just going to get a bit deeper into this um, equation when we look at the green agenda, right? When we capture carbon or actually do anything, it comes with the cost of electricity and the polluting part of it as well. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about capturing carbon, how much are you saving or the challenges in terms of saving the types of pollutants that we normally get from the cement industry? What type of levels are we looking at? Yeah, the best way to conceptualize it is through reduction from a baseline. So um, essentially, if you were to look at concrete production, 900 kilograms of CO2 is emitted per one ton of concrete produced. So essentially, what we're able to do is by adding our material and replacing a portion of cement, we're able to reduce the overall carbon footprint of concrete by 40 to 50 percent, which is actually some of the highest levels in the ready mix concrete space. There's some other really great technologies that remove cement altogether in precast or in molded concrete. Um, So, yeah, there's a lot of different innovations out there that can really reduce the amount of emissions, even in hard to decarbonize sectors. So let's turn our attention back to what your company is doing. As with all new technology, understandably, there will be challenges. So what are some of the difficulties that your company is facing at the moment? Yeah, great question. With any new innovation, and including ours, scalability is a really big focus. Um, So making sure that we are economically viable as we scale. Uh, One of our big focuses has been particularly on those unit economics and making sure that that's that's really applicable and meaningful for concrete companies so that this is an adoptable technology. Mm -hmm. Um, So just making sure that we're able to scale properly with cost in mind. Yeah, medicine uh, is a great idea, right? Converting mm. carbon dioxide that actually no one really needs into something useful. It does seem like a no-brainer. So what's holding back people? How much is the cost increment or other challenges that's holding back people? And what type of skill do you need to get to before these things become a more feasible type of uh, scenario? The biggest thing that's holding back concrete companies is that it's a very conservative industry overall. So mm. if you think of the concrete mix, it actually hasn't changed since the Colosseum was built. So this is a a very conservative industry and asking them to change materials is a new concept. Um, So that's the biggest thing is being able to demystify what this material is. It's not really about the added cost. Our material in some cases can actually save concrete companies money depending on the regional economics um, and the material that we're sequestering the CO2 into. That usually is something that we're able to face right away and show them that we do have favorable economics. So it's really just getting past this conservative mindset of not wanting to change. I've got a question here. We understand that many parts of North America are importing conventional supplementary cementitious materials from Asia. That has resulted in an all-time high, you know, in terms of transportation emissions. So my question is, why isn't North America not producing more of its own of such materials? Really good question. So a lot of it has to do with the actual composition and the types of materials that are approved to be used as SCMs or those supplementary cementitious materials. Um, North America is a really good example of how we phased off of say coal, which produces fly ash, which is a prime SCM, and now it doesn't have that supply of material or how it's electrifying the steel industry and is now lacking steel slag. Um, Also different natural poslins, 
or natural minerals, I guess I should say, is is really lacking in the region. So that's why a lot of it is imported. And so what we're doing is we're localizing the supply chain by using waste that's available in the area uh, and upcycling that or beneficiating it so that it can be used in concrete mixes. All right, Madison, let's wrap things up by getting a view of what's happening in the future. So what are your plans to experiment the technology with other products as well as, is there going to be any scenario that you might possibly be selling carbon credits in future? Yeah, good question. Um, we're under the view that all carbon utilization companies should be economically viable without relying on carbon credits. And I don't say that as a, a downplay of how valuable the mechanism is. It's more so just that the regulation isn't in place yet. It's a little bit rocky and unsolid for us to tap into. So that's really our key focus is selling the material and using that as incoming revenue. Um, although we do anticipate that carbon credits and even recycling fees or tipping fees will be an important part of our revenue streams going forward. All right. Thank you very much for speaking with us. Madison Sevelo there, Chief of Staff, Carbon Upcycling Technologies. Thank you. Yes, thank you too. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.